All right, we are lit, get star. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Puck Vader Ignorance. I am Will, the host. I am Mike, the host. I'm Mike, the favorite host. I was taking oh, a bite. God. I wasn't prepared. I was, I was trying to finish this bite. <laughs> um, how y'all doing, man? We got a dope show for y'all today. Yes. Um, dopeness on dopeness on dopeness. We're going to be talking about Insecure. Uh, <clears throat> brand new season. Sad to say, final season. Sad. Um, came out. Um, we're going to be talking about Halloween. We're going to talk about Halloween? Are we? <laughs> that time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, I'm with it. Um, and we're also going to be talking about my experience at the Eric Badu concert, how I fell in love. Hey, don't be talking about my lady. Mike's woman. <laughs> nah, I know she shouted me out during the show. I know she dedicated. She put on the flyer, like, show dedicated to Mike Murray. Nah, uh seriously, we just we're gonna be talking about uh that and we're also gonna be talking about I, I feel like this is our third episode talking about Dave Chappelle in a row. <laughs> Sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps coming back. Like are we just spinning our wheels? Like we... <laughs> I would <laughs> hope not. <laughs> I feel like we try to have like a thoughtful conversation. Like we don't just try to just regurgitate what everybody else is saying. So I feel like we have thoughts that are <laughs> Productive, but we still talking about this nigga for some reason. So here we are. Um, <laughs> He's doing his job. Yeah. So uh, if y'all have, just to let y'all know what's been going on with us, if you mm-hmm. haven't uh, seen the last couple episodes, we'd have had some fire ass guests. Yo, super fire, amazing guests. I don't know if y'all know who. Jill is black is, but she was popular on the internet for a while for uh, these, what is it, like white people critiques? <laughs> it started off as white people critiques, then it became black people critiques, then it became everybody yeah. critiques, and now it's her critiques. Yeah, so we had her recently. Yeah. Uh, we had this dope brother named FD Signifier, who's really popular on YouTube. Super dope. Uh, yeah, his was amazing. You got to check out his work, too, um, on YouTube. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh, real quick, so, FD though. Did you watch his um Kanye joints? I still haven't watched them yet, man. I haven't got around to it. I uh, just a quick shout out. And this might be the new, you know, we start doing the black business shout out. This might be the new thing. Um, <laughs> he put out two Kanye, I feel like like bio style videos. The both of them were like over an hour long, over like about the, the rise and fall of Kanye. Mm-hmm. He just this shit might need to be on HBO or something, bro. Like, I know Netflix got a documentary thing coming out. He need to be right there with it, bro. Because, like, the research, the time this man put into, the whole, and how he talks about how we felt as Kanye fans, him as an older fan, but us as, like, millennials. Yeah. How Kanye was, like, such a breath of fresh air for us as far as hip-hop goes. And then him going from that to what he is now, the yeah. shit is amazing, fam. <laughs> I got to watch it. Please watch it. I know it it's, it's, it really is. So, so yeah man if y'all haven't seen those two episodes man definitely check them out they're amazing uh they're both really really dope people they really are yeah for sure man yep if you haven't if you haven't if you haven't www.patreon.com slash cultivate ignorance i'm not sharing the screen right now because <laughs> i don't have the book but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, look at this thing. guy. Hey, man, you know, that sometimes you got to pull out of work weight around here. Um, Getting our ground. Only $5. That's only it. Five That's all we ask So. <laughs> what? What? Why? That's what I'm doing now. Since I can't do the snap. <laughs> Don't do any of that. <laughs> you a hater, bro. Gross. Um, so 
I guess we'll do insecure at the end. We'll get this Dave Chappelle stuff out the way now. <laughs> at this point, it's like just the intro. Like <laughs> today in Dave Chappelle news, right? So go ahead with uh, the article you showed me, man. Um, I didn't know I was going to be showing the article, but if you didn't well, already know, <clears throat> which I don't know how you wouldn't know, um, Dave Chappelle has another special out. <laughs> it's called The Closure. If, you, if you've watched this show, then you know he has another one. No. You, yeah, you definitely know. And um, I'm to finish talking about this thing. So this is supposed to be his last Netflix special. Um, God knows if that's true or not, because they make so much money. I don't know if that's actually true, but this one has caused such a whirlwind of controversy. It very well might be. Um, and it's a quote-unquote comedy special, because it's supposed to be a comedy special, but like the whole last like half of it is not funny, in my opinion. At all, it's just this nigga talking, and um, needless to say, um, Dave is still apparently obsessed with gay and trans people. And this is what I'm showing on the screen right now is an article. This is a activist I follow, named um, Preston Mincham, um, very dope individual. But he, just like a lot of other people, are talking about how they spells jokes actually put black LGBTQ plus lives in danger, and uh, he kind of goes into the fact that there's already a ton of anti-trans bills going on. There's also a, a ton of anti-trans violence happening. Um, I think last year was like a record high of trans people getting murdered. I can't remember the, num the numbers off top. Uh, if you could just Google Preston Mitchum, Dave Chappelle, it'll come up as articles on, on Yahoo. Um, very interesting, very interesting article. Um, I'm still sitting with it. I don't know if I just want to say I completely agree with everything yet. Um, but I definitely think they put some definite, some big stats on here that need to be, um, more people should know about. It talks about more than half of trans people's mental health being in like in, in dire straits. Um, so many trans people have committed suicide. So many people have reported, um, considering suicide. Uh, and he attributes a lot, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it to jokes like this. And, um, it's very interesting stuff. So kind of want to talk, this is Preston. Um, beautiful black man right here. So, yeah, man, we just kind of wanted to talk about, well, I actually want to talk about, like, you know, what did you think about the special? Did you enjoy it, uh, first and foremost? And, like, what do you think about Dave just taking on this role of the, I don't know, the, the free speech torchbearer is what people trying to make him out to be? I don't know. <laughs> like, it seems like it. Um, I still don't understand why he's dying on this hill. <laughs> Like <laughs> over and over again, fam. Like he keeps that, that part is confusing. <laughs> um, I guess if you that committed to free speech, then sure, why not? Like, <laughs> but um, it's it's his worst special, mm. um, maybe ever mm. that I've seen. Right. Um. And even like I'm all for free speech, man. But like, it's obviously hurting people, right? I think the part that either is he's pushing against, or the part that he is being deaf to, and I can't figure out which one it is. Is it he? Is it he against the internet? Or does he actually believe that trans people are taking this the wrong way? Because the people who speak up is the internet for yeah. a majority, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think he has a problem with more so the internet than anybody. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I'm, I'm lost at why we're still here. I think you're naming, that's the biggest issue I have with him presenting his argument or his his movement, I guess you could say, in a sense, is because he keeps do doing it in these public spaces. Like, he keeps doing it on the comedy stage, and he's not directly talking to anybody, it seems like, but his, you know, quote-unquote trans friends or whatever, who, mm. unsurprisingly, all of them are pro-Dave Chappelle. 
So it's like you're not actually talking to the people directly that are that are saying that what you're doing is a, is a problem. You're just like going to the people who agree with you, letting them validate you, and then getting back on stage and, and making a whole rant and putting some jokes in there, and then being like, boom, like I'm, I'm like I'm Dave Chappelle, and it's like it's just very confusing, especially when I feel like his message has been just very confusing, like. For instance, like he said, he's 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 saying that he he was talking about like white LGBTQ plus people all this time, but he just well, he, he didn't make that distinction. I will give I will give. He never that. made that distinction until this this special right here, like ever. So, I'm curious. Uh, I think Dave has said this multiple times. Like the people who are trying to cancel me, quote unquote, aren't even the people watching my stuff. To an extent, that is true, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And so, funny enough, right, I went to the Erica Badu concert last night. She was jamming. I know it was. I know she was fine, too. Um, I know you did. Bro, there was this dude that I... It was a white... It was a white... uh. I don't know. Uh, he he's either a crossdresser or a part of LGBTQ. Mm. Um, so there was this one part, and it wasn't Erica doing it. It was some guy, some MC in the middle of her set. My man was like, "Y'all can take the bunny foo foo nail shit off." What? <laughs> Bo, my my man what? said, "My man said you ain't got to do that. We don't care about that shit." Take all that shit off. Y'all good the way y'all came out or some shit like that? Oh, that came out of, like, nowhere. Like, no one... The dude wasn't, yeah, like... Like, he was just, like, you know how these MCs just talk. Yeah. I mean, he was just, you know, fellas, y'all doing good? Ladies, y'all all right? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And he just started talking. What the fuck? <laughs> there wasn't a boo. There wasn't nothing. And oh, I was standing there to the individual... Mm-hmm. And uh, buddy was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that nigga didn't care." Yeah, you're a fuck. <laughs> I mean, so, like, I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, with this situation, with that, the baby, uh, like, do people who really like absorb their work? Mm-hmm. Do they are are they the ones upset? I feel like. Because if you because if you absorb that person's work, then you kind of know that person's, or at least what that person is trying to give off, whether it be message or nuance or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think there are Dave Chappelle, there are people who are Dave Chappelle fans that are. Well, because <laughs> I think to an extent. There are some people who are, you know, and within the LGBTQ plus communities who are genuinely upset that he's just not listening to people like he's just so caught up on, you know, he's so caught up in trying to have free speech, quote unquote, and say whatever he wants that he's not willing to be like, OK, let me step back for a second. Let me shut up. Um, let me just like or let me just not do these types of jokes until this last. Apparently, this is his last time doing them. But until now, like just now, I think there are people who are fans of him that are said that he's just not willing to just be like, let me just like listen to y'all, people who have supported me this entire time. But yeah, there certainly are, I would say probably are more so <coughs> people who are never Dave Chappelle fans. Um, much like the baby. Like I can like I'm not a baby fan at all. Um, so when that whole thing happened, like I had no issue with not listening to the baby anymore. But there are people who I, I know I saw I saw firsthand there were plenty of people who never listened to the baby. And after that happened, they just like went on a tirade of like, oh yeah, let's get rid of this nigga, let's get this nigga all the way up out of here. So that is a thing. Um, but more than anything, I just see people just being disappointed that he's just not willing to actually listen to people. And so do you feel like you know Dave's mostly just done race jokes? Uh, white people done fucked this up at some point in time or another jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
do you feel like white people had a room to be upset? And I ask that because <clears throat> I think there's a wave, whether it be justified or not, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. That trans people have the right to be upset about possibly anti-trans jokes being told or being upset at anti-trans rhetoric, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Or anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. Why do you think that white people never cause an uproar or generally don't cause an uproar because Dave isn't the only type of comedian who says, you know, white people ain't shit jokes. And I don't even think Dave's jokes are anti-trans. I think they're just they could be seen as insensitive to trans or LGBTQ members. Like, okay. do you think it's just society being too, too soft now? Or, no. or what is it? Actually, you just hit the, the nail on the head with that last statement. I think everyone who's offended has the right to be offended because I don't think people really know what transphobia and homophobia really are. I think that when people hear the words homophobia or transphobia, they think that it's somebody who hates gay people or like just shitting on gay people, whatever, whatever. They miss the fact that to be transphobic, to be homophobic, or to say something transphobic or homophobic, it's not just hatred. It's to create some sort of sense of aversion to like queerness or transness. So because his jokes are purposely um May f- they're intended to be funny by cr- creating some type of sense of aversion to queerness or transness. They are technically transphobic and homophobic, homo- homophobic. Um, and I think people don't really know that. And I think because, like I said, because they don't really know that, they just think when you call Dave Chappelle transphobic, it means you're trying to imply that he hates trans people. So to answer your question, I think pe- everyone has the right to be offended, even white people, even though I don't really. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not more so here for black LGBTQ folks. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, like, as an example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do think they have a right to be offended because they are indeed, like, homophobic and transphobic jokes, and people don't really know that. And that's part of the frustration. And maybe that's part of the Internet's fault for not really making that clear, because you don't really get a clear definition of these things when you're on the Internet. Yeah, Absolutely. But, um, I think Dave said he was going to try and talk at the Netflix thing, but he wasn't invited. Do you um, believe that, though? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't think Dave would. I don't know. I feel like it's become such a thing that uh, I hope he would. I hope he would lean into <clears throat> um, tackling it head on, in you know a non-jokey format. But do you? Do you believe there's this much uproar at Netflix over his special? And there was they were having some type of discussion about it, and there was a possibility of getting Dave to join that discussion. You don't think they would invite him to that discussion? It's corporate, so I wouldn't be shocked if they did. I don't know. I don't know. Because what if, like, your employees and Dave Chappelle don't come any closer? Like, what if they get further divided amongst the out of your control, but I'm saying as, as far yeah, but, as but as a company, you will probably be liable if something happened to one of the people, uh, as far as like committing suicide soon thereafter. Um, and also you could just you know upset your employee base or your cash cow. But wouldn't all this stuff that's already happened do all that anyway? Like all this the walkouts, the firings. I mean, yeah, but they did that by choice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. I don't think there have been, I don't think there have been firings, has it? It's just been walking. Didn't um, one person get fired? At least one person, I believe, got fired. That led the, um, I mean, let me research. I don't want to say something I mean, I mean, you lead a strike, you're going to get fired. So I was just saying, getting fired over something like that. No, he got fired over leading a strike. Over this special. That's what I'm saying. That's on him. I gotta look this up. I feel like Netflix just fired the organizer of the trans employee walkout. Yes. Yes, that nigga should have been fired. You don't think 
that has just got, as much liabilities as bringing Dave Chappelle in to actually talk to people. I don't believe so. I don't think you can put that on a company. How do you feel? How do you feel about it? Special that we put on. You can't hold Netflix liable. I mean, it was your choice to tune in. No, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about getting firing them for their reaction to it. Okay, so no, the organizer got fired, correct? Yes. Yes, he should have been fired for organizing a strike. I mean, I don't care what it's for. I don't care if you was mad that they stopped putting coffee in the break room. You're going to get fired. <laughs> That's a coup. Like you're trying to start a coup. I don't believe in firing people more more so than like I, I need to know how much the effort it was put into actually talking to this person to reach a resolution. What? What what? You, you organized people quitting. You organized people. It wasn't quitting. no. They, I think they were on strike. I don't think they were quitting. Strike quit. You you stopped labor. You're done, my man. This is the I'm difference between me and you. <laughs> this is the difference between me and you right here. I believe we got to get back to, like, okay, what is the issue? Let's sit down. Let's yes. see if we can talk about this. Yes, me and the other, myself as the corporation and the other ninety nine people who followed your dumb ass along. Yes, we will get back to what upset y'all. But you, bitch boy, who started this shit, you're done. That's not, it's kind of <laughs> you're done. Oh, this is, this is the biggest difference. <laughs> you're done, nigga. You stop labor. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's what that's the thing. That's what the issue is that we're so focused on labor, labor, labor. We're not checking in with employees to see. All right, guess what? Guess what? Your sacrifice was worth it. You started this conversation. Your so why sacrifice- are you firing them? Like what? Are you, you a bitch. This thing is capitalism one on one over here. <laughs> like, like, like the bubble had already started. Like everybody was upset. Like you and the other LGBTQ members of Netflix should have came and said, "Yo, we really need to talk about this." Now I'm assuming that's what happened. No, this nigga organized a walkout. I'm, I, I need to know what led to the walkout. Most people, if you're dissatisfied at work, most people who have a job and, and jobs are so hard to come by these days and you're working somewhere on Netflix, most people will talk to their boss beforehand and be like, hey, this shit is like fucked up. Can we talk about this? Whatever, whatever. And it's, I feel like most walkouts come from not being heard at work in the first place. Well, 99 of them were heard. One was not. I don't... <laughs> I don't think the, the, the logic is <laughs> fuck that guy, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I disagree completely. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sure he disagrees as well. I'm gonna end it here. I'm gonna end it here right here. <laughs> I'm I'm going to say something afterwards. So I'm not, that's fine. No, I'm just saying. I, not, I'm not saying I'm the last word. Like I'm just saying oh, I'm I'm about say, fuck this guy. I'm, I'm back at it. If your boss says something like so fucking so fucking racist, like without even realizing it, because you know it's just they just having a normal Tuesday as a white person. They say something so fucking racist, so fucking offensive that you feel like you gotta sit down, like, hey man, like you keep saying this shit every every Monday morning, you keep saying, I don't know, niggas ain't shit, whatever the fuck. Like, this is very offensive. Um, it's very disheartening. Can you please like you know? pull back on that can we like talk about it can you just not can you just not do this and they're like this is how i run business like this is what i do if you don't like it you can get the fuck out and so like do you you feel like that's his like right like are you are you good with that because it's their business they're trying to keep and this is what keeps production is just saying racist shit on a monday this is what keeps the morale up in the bills in the building are you just cool with that because they're just maintaining the business Netflix isn't saying this stuff. Dave Chappelle is, and if and if and if you're going to say by by Netflix putting on Dave Chappelle episodes that have transphobic jokes that they are in fact saying it themselves, that is not accurate because they say a whole lot of other shit about a whole lot of other stuff. You're right. You're right. So not not your boss saying it, but then bringing somebody else in. I don't know from a, a sister company or whatever saying the shit. Like, are you still cool with that? It's not the same, man. You understand the parallel I'm trying to draw, though. You're not forcing these workers to watch these Dave Chappelle episodes or these Dave Chappelle specials. 
but they are working on a company that supports that mindset is what i'm saying they're also working at a company that probably has a bunch of the whole lgbtq shit on their platform also true indeed but i don't know that negates the the transphobic shit i don't think that just negates that that's like saying like a company can be racist but just because we like hire black people like in school but no i'm just saying like you got to include it all like you don't this- just don't just yes because you you can't especially when people have the choice to view these things or not like this shit might not be for you and netflix isn't saying these things it's just a part of the catalog that's available on netflix like netflix isn't saying selling drugs is cool just because sons of anarchy is on there or whatever i don't even know what the fuck is on Sons of Anarchy. i don't need fucking walter white is on there <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's that's some dumb shit like i feel like that's completely unrelated i don't think i think the difference is that dave is saying what he feels to be true versus like uh you know a breaking bad is telling a, a story like a fictional story bro i guarantee you there's a documentary on netflix that talks about selling drugs is cool with some dumb shit i mean you have a way to come up i'm not saying you don't have a point i'm saying should we not like and I guess this goes back to my question of should we not revolution. mitigate a lot of this stuff, huh? I'm about to say this comes back to your question of revolution. Oh <laughs> well, in a sense, but like not not the you know corny version of it, but like just in a sense of as far as the jokes and stuff like that. And this is the main question I want to ask with Dave. Like, is does it even make sense to be fighting for this style of comedy to still be relevant at this point? Like there, there was a point in time. Well, white comedians could tell racist ass jokes and get it and then be completely normalized because that's how white people really thought. And that's why they were funny. And I think what most LGBTQ plus people are saying is that because so many people think like this still, and we're just now getting to a point where like there's a national recognition that this shit is wrong. Like we're just not getting to that point. And we're still actively working to rectify that. Like, do we even need these jokes anymore at this point? I could see that. <clears throat> I also, is it really being nationally recognized that this shit is wrong? Or I guess in people's heart of hearts, do people really feel like it's being wrong? Like, of course, we feel like trans murders are wrong, mm-hmm. whatever. But just poking fun at what you don't fully understand. I don't think people are truly find it offensive yet towards trans people or lgbtq people no i think you're right because like i said i don't think most people know what actual transphobia actually is yeah it's one thing if we all know that racist racism is bad and therefore we can make racist jokes because we we know what we're saying is wrong but like you know we all have good intent but like i said if people don't actually know what transphobia is and they're making and they're making fun of trans people i think that's the issue yeah i don't know Let's go Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, I don't know, man. I I just don't. Do you? Did you watch this um, little Instagram clip about the shit, Dave Chappelle? I did. He was rambling about nothing. (laughs) Stop them from getting me canceled. I was like, what, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, you stop you from getting canceled. While I am somewhat on your side, like you can just stop talking, like <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, man. Um, how much? How long have we been on this since about thirty minutes or so? Because we said I get insecure. Um, All right. insecure episode one. Oh Lord! Oh Mike, back to the reading of the, of the uh, little thing. What thing? The I can't remember what it's called. The little synopsis or not synopsis. <laughs> uh, the, the HBO um yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. You're right. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. So insecure episode one came back last Sunday. And look, this is how we do these insecure reviews. You've had a whole week to see it. So and actually it's gonna come out on Tuesday. So you've had even longer. Exactly. Yeah. So if you ain't seen episode one by Tuesday, 
You obviously uh, what did. Is it? Uh, November second. You you did because we about to run it. That's it. So, uh, episode one. If you remember last season, uh, where do we end last season? East and Lawrence had just recently got back together. Yeah. Um, Lawrence, uh, I, I don't want to say unfortunately, but Lawrence got Condola pregnant, and she came back. I guess a little while later, and told him. Hello, fine. Uh, oh yeah, she tasty looking. Um, Issa had just put on her block part. Well, no, that was mid season. Yeah. Oh, it ends at uh, Issa and uh, Molly trying to repair their relationship in the restaurant. Uh, what about? Molly had broken up with Andrew. Yeah, she broke up with Andrew. Yeah. Um, Tiffany, we thought Tiffany was like, well, she had like a mental breakdown or something like that, a postpartum depression, I think it was. Yeah, postpartum, yeah. Um, they just uh, found her and got her back to her husband. Basically. There. Uh, Lawrence took a job. Did he take the job? He, he was thinking about taking the job. I think he took, it, they took a job in like San Francisco or something like that. I thought it was up for discussion. So I don't know if he officially took it, but Lawrence is either has a new job or is considering a new job in San Francisco. Yeah. And Kelly is just Kelly. I got I do I got thoughts about Kelly with this episode. Yeah, deep thoughts. <laughs> I'm actually glad they did it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um so yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Um this this new season is the last season. Season five is the last season. Um, hate to see it go, but what we learned recently is that mo- it's mostly white people watching anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> Are we gonna have an episode about that? I what I mean, I can't help niggas watching it, like, yeah, niggas just, watch. like, I can't do anything about it. I was thinking about getting that since um, Seren Sensei, I think is how she says her name. If you don't know Seren Sensei, she made a video said, like, insecure is for white people, that's that's her argument. I don't know if I believe that or not, but I was thinking about getting her on the show to talk about it. But what was her What was her reasoning? I just want to know real quick. Um. So number one is the audience is overwhelmingly white people for insecure. That ain't got nothing to do with it. Why? I don't. That ain't got to do it. Why is it insecure for white people? Um. She said that. She said that it's um the writing because the writing is so structured. She said the writing sounds like someone trying to teach someone black um you know black lingo and shit. And that's why it seems so stiff sometimes. That's why it seems so forced. Uh, she said that, and then she gets into it's, it. Might be a little xenophobic. I'm talking about like how Issa's not technically, you know, her family's not. She's part of this lineage of actors who aren't technically American. I think Issa's American, but like her dad is from yeah. some country in Africa, I believe. Um, same thing for Molly. Yeah, same thing for Molly. And she gets into my man from Get Out. Um, what's his name? Damn. Oh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, and um, and the dude from Star Wars, I'm yeah. having a brain fart right now. But these series are actors who uh, don't have to worry about um racism, and they don't really they aren't as concerned about their racial implications when they take acting roles. So they're just playing a role. Whereas most Amer- black American actors um feel like a sense of duty to like a black role, especially a historical figure, to kind of represent them accurately and properly. Uh, it, it was a whole thing. Oh, maybe we can get her on to talk about it, but it was a, it was several. <laughs> you see what you say? She sounds wrong. I don't know if I agree either. Um, it was interesting. We'll go ahead. But, with the thing. So, uh, <clears throat> so here's the little HBO blurb thing about it. <laughs> get your professional shit together. <laughs> uh, episode. Uh, season five, episode one is called Reunited. Okay, uh, at her at her ten year college reunion, Issa's self doubt quickly surfaces while Molly struggles to get out of her own head. Yeah, I don't feel like that does it justice at all. It doesn't it? Doesn't um, I don't think it does. Seems how a vast majority of the episode is about Kelly. It is. It is. Well, what, first of all, what do you think about the episode as a whole? It was okay. Like it was a slow rollback. Um, it didn't have anything of relevance in my eyes. Um, really, to the progression of the major storylines. 
um, until the very end. Mm. Um, like for Issa and Molly, I felt like theirs was kind of vanilla, their storyline, their interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, the progression in, in that dynamic, that was kind of vanilla, um, except that little one moment in the car. Uh, <laughs> Amanda Stills and Derek were just there. Um, you know, Amanda Susan caught here. Oh, go ahead. We'll get into that. Yeah. I do like her. I do like her character, but I don't like the individual. Yeah, you just... Bro, it was so funny, like, how people were defending Amanda Seals on the internet. Niggas <laughs> 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 was basically like, yo, I can't stand this motherfucker, but, like, y'all gonna leave her alone for this dumb shit. <laughs> for, for this, right? Like, for this one thing, just leave her alone. Um... The one thing I really did enjoy about the episode, and it's not a bad episode by any means. Yeah, it's just kind of vanilla. Like it's just kind of just getting you back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Um, is the 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 stuff they did with Kelly? Um, Kelly's been such like a jokey character. Yes, yeah. like it's almost like she doesn't have any depth to her. Like she's just a comedic insert. Right. Um, and so they really, really hit home on. The way people feel, I guess, ignored in their feelings. Yeah. Um, and also like the insecurities that people have that are that they hide with comedy or whatever. A thousand percent. Yeah. So hey, it was it was all right. It was a good, it was a good slow roll back. What you think? I pretty much feel the same way as you, but I, I'm like you, I really love what they did with Kelly because I feel like it's a, it's a two-parter. Um <laughs> You spoke to her as like an individual and people who feel the same way, but also feels like Issa probably listened to everybody's critiques about how Kelly is portrayed in the show. Because I've been seeing on the internet a long time, people are like, man, why the fat character always got to be the goofy one? It's like the punchline and shit and getting the funny shit. And I was like, no, but like, it took me a while to like hear him because I was like, but Kelly's actually funny. Like, I love her character. Like, it's not, she's not a throwaway to me, but like, I love that Issa paid attention to that and was like, okay. And I love that she used like her fake death to do that, like yeah, to make Kelly feel like, damn, what was it? What it's am a, I good for? Like it's it's actually really like hella genius writing if you think about it. <laughs> if you think about it long enough, it's really good. Um, but yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I kind of disagree with you though about the ending being the only relevance to the main storyline because I like that the. Issa's character is still struggling with like self-identity and feeling successful, even though she's on this panel for Stanford. Like mm. she's you can see she's still struggling with like, why am I here though? Like, did I do I actually deserve to be here? Um, did I actually do anything? Am I actually mm. doing anything? Like, what's next? I think that's very conducive to the storyline. And that's and it's very like I think a lot of us feel that way too. Like as, as millennials, I think we feel like that all the time. Yeah, I kind of did forget about that part. Yeah, it was it was really funny how she was on stage and she didn't know what to say. She didn't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> and that's a very real. We just talked about that in um um one of my this this group I'm working with um doing working with artists. Uh, we talked about how like in the arts field, especially like you feel like you're always surrounded by like academics, people who've been studied art in you know school as an undergrad or as a grad. Um, who have a million exhibitions all over the country and, you know, have this resume that's like 10 pages long and you mm-hmm. did like one big thing and you sit next to him on a panel and you feeling like, damn, like, <laughs> should I even be here? I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, that part with the homegirl that robbed Issa and Molly. Bro, I couldn't believe that motherfucker, man. I'm trying not to say bitch, but that was a bitch move right there. <laughs> She was fine as hell too. That's the worst part about it. She was she was a baddie. Body. She had a wonderful body. Did you like that scene? I thought this shit was hilarious. It was, it was funny as shit. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> I don't know if I went would have went back to the car laughing, but uh <laughs> right. <laughs> that was that part where they just started laughing. I was like, okay, like yeah. No, nah, this is a serious situation. Like this nigga took yeah. Molly. This nigga took everything from Molly. Like, got a full rob, like yeah, for real. Um, what did you think about the whole Amanda Seals situation? That's, I think I guess it's dying. Oh, it was the dumbest. It was the dumbest shit of all time. 
<laughs> bro, so basically, if y'all don't know, Amanda Seals is getting dragged through the mud for having no AKA colors and representing AKA. Yeah. In the show, <laughs> she was getting dragged in real life for a character she played on the show. <laughs> and I think, uh, I feel like, uh, I don't I think she said something about it. I think Wikipedia has her as an AKA. Yeah, somebody <laughs> so like further like made it worse. <laughs> I'm be honest, I didn't even know it was a big deal. I thought she was just like so. At first, I thought she was making a big deal out of it herself because I'm not on Twitter like that. And, yeah. Um, I follow her on IG, and she made a video. I mean, she yeah, she made like a video of people going off on her. I was like, oh, here go Amanda, like playing the niggas hating her again, like she do. Um, I ain't paying nothing about it. I kept seeing it on Facebook though. Like I kept seeing this shit pop up on Facebook. And then on um, and then when the Breakfast Club talked about it, I was like, oh shit, this nigga might be in some shit. And so then the man posted the compilation of niggas like <laughs> of niggas saying like they can't stand her, but like leave her alone. Yeah. It was so fucking funny. I was definitely in that group. I was like, this y'all okay, like drag her through the mud for everything else, but <laughs> this right here, let her live. See, she was right the whole time. Y'all be, y'all be getting on for no oh, reason. She, no, 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 no. She be Let's living not. her life. Let's not. As a Nubian queen that she is. What'd you um, think about the ending, man? Oh, so sad. I was hoping Issa could tough it out. <laughs> I think she will still tough it out. So anyways, the ending. Essentially, Lawrence picks her up from the airport. Um, they get back to her place. And, uh, you know, as, throughout the car ride, you can tell, like, the vibe is a little off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Lawrence drops her off at her place, asks if he can come in. And she's like, no. <laughs> I had some time to think. You know, I don't. I. It seems like she is not wanting to pursue the Lawrence relationship. And uh, she doesn't blatantly say it, but, like, Lawrence says, I get it. After she says, I had some time to think. She says, I can't do this. You know, it was like typical movie movie writing. Typical Tyler Perry. It was a Tyler Perry style, right? Was it that bad? No, <laughs> it wasn't Tyler Perry style. Like, don't insult them. <laughs> but it was like real generic. Like, I can't be with you no more for X reason. But <laughs> um, <laughs> his baby who ain't even here yet. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, you know, I, I wish he could have toughed it out. I would have liked to have seen the dynamic of somebody uh, trying to become like, you know, just the uncomfortable state um, of trying to raise somebody else's kid or, you know, just that dynamic. Um, but, you know, that might be asking a little too much. Like, this is a real, this is supposed to be a character, like a real character. So that's a lot. That's a real reaction. It's asking a lot. I feel like it might be a little bit easy if you were to do it. It seems a little bit easier if you were to get it while the baby's fresh. I guess like it's taking on like somebody with a toddler sir, and what? Sir, speaking from experience, it's not okay. It's not. Oh, okay. Well, this was this was my life. What? <laughs> this this was my life. It's not easy. <laughs> Did you forget where we were seven years ago? I did not. Uh, <laughs> well, for that moment, I guess I did. Um, no, you absolutely right. <laughs> I tried to, you know, me, Mister Optimist, man. I gotta, gotta bring some light to the dark. Oh, yeah, get, get the baby when they're fresh. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I would think it. No, I would think it's like a little bit easier. I would think just a just a wee bit because the baby, the toddler already is accustomed to like you know having a different parent. Or it's not about the baby. It's about the just the the relationships around. I get it. I told you. Damn, each and Condola liked each other too. They damn sure did. But, but do you think this is like real though? Like you think they can't be writing Lawrence out of the story this this early, right? No, he's not being written out of the story. Well, uh, I'm sorry. The the possibility of them being together. You think they just writing that out from Jump Street? They just don't kill the whole speculation on that from Jump. I mean, does it really kill it? Like, because we're going to still be anticipating it. Like, I think that's what she's trying to, trying to allude to. Yeah. By kicking it off like that. But I don't know if I believe that shit. You're going to see Lawrence bring the bed. So how, do we know how long 
we are removed from the end of the season? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if we have time to look it up, but that's a because Molly was saying something about like how long did it take you and Kelly to get back, but there was no exact time. Long. I don't know. I feel like it's. But it was only like a couple of months or so. That's what I was thinking, a couple months. Yeah. But I can't find out. I don't know. It's not, I don't know if it's been like a year or nothing like that. You think Drogo make a return? <sighs> I wasn't even on last season, was he? No, he wasn't even last season. Yeah, I think Drogo's gone. Um, I think Drogo's gone. Um, your favorite actor is definitely going to make an appearance at some point. Um, Who's that, the dirtbag nigga? The, no, the nigga from Houston. Um, I don't know. I can't think of his name right now. David? Was it? Was it? Was it David? I don't know. His character is not that great to me. But it's your favorite character. It's not. Just in case we get a nigga on the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, you trying to ruin the possibilities. What is this nigga's name, man? This is what happens when you take a break from a show for like years. I know, right? Nathan is his name. Nathan. <laughs> David. What the God, fuck? I don't know who the fuck David is. <laughs> that's your that's your boyfriend in real life. <laughs> um, and Nathan's coming back at some point. Daniel's coming in here. I'm sure Daniel's coming back at some point. Oh yeah. No, yeah. Daniel got around the season out. <laughs> he got around the, the ECMs out. It's gonna be interesting, man. I'm just sad it's gonna be gone. I'm assuming it's gonna be the same length of episodes, so we're not getting no extra episodes or nothing. These shit ain't even an hour long. That's a lot of pressure to wrap this shit up in like. I think, I think it's eight episodes, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's usually eight. That's a lot of pressure. I hope she don't fuck this up. I was just playing. I think she can do it. Yeah. Pray for no game of Thrones situation. Oh, uh, last year was last year was ten. Oh, last year was ten. Okay, we might get. Hope we get twenty this year. Yeah. yeah. Man. We're probably gonna do these on Patreon. These um insecure reviews try to get a little bit more in debt. This gives you a little taste of how these insecure reviews go. Let us know what y'all think. Um I'm excited, man. I, I'm, I'm a girl from the bank coming back. Ooh, Tasha with the titties. I hope so. <laughs> I, hope, I hope she we gotta have her on the show. That's what we really gotta get on the show. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think that's about it. I don't know if you Try to squeeze in that last thing, or you just want to leave it alone. I don't know what you're talking about. So probably you think with the the toxic dude on the, on the text? Oh, nah, because we don't got the post unless you want to talk about your own situation. <laughs> I guess it's a random. How much time we got? Like twenty minutes. Random, man, random look, rant. Look, man, look, Mike ain't shit. Okay, that's what we got to say. No, man, I love those. I'm, I am shit. I am. I love women. I love black women, especially. Um. We have shared this little, you might have seen it on the internet. This is rant. This dude was texting this woman, and I guess they were trying to plan a link up. And she was like, Yeah, you can take me on a dance, a date. And the nigga just went on this whole rant of like how women be trying to, you know, manipulate for money to for free food or whatever, or just spend his money, whatever, whatever. It was it was very toxic. It was very gross. Um, it's kind of hard to explain. You have to kind of read it. But it did make me think about like. I don't like, like, I love taking women on dates. I don't have an issue with taking women on dates. Um, but what I don't like, if it's your, when you're usually, especially if you're seeing somebody already, I don't like when a woman hits you up to ask you if you want to take her out somewhere. Like, if I already, if we're already talking, you already know I'm interested in you, whatever, <laughs> whatever, and you want to see me, like, when you ask to take me out, because if I wanted to take you out, I would actually, I would, I would actually take you out, like, like I usually do. But if you want to see me that badly, like, why? What's so wrong? What's so bad with you just asking to take me out? Is it just gender role bullshit? Is it just ego? Like, what is it? That's just how it's going for so long. So, like, women are being like more, I guess, assertive, but they're not being, <laughs> I guess, in that particular situation. That's my problem. Responsible with their assertiveness? That's <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's like <laughs> you want to be assertive, but you don't want to go all the way with it, though. You don't want to. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to feel that 
sense of rejection that men have to deal with. And like, well, that's human. Like, it's just, to me, it's just corny to ask. Like, imagine getting a text saying, you want to take me out to eat tonight? If I didn't, if, if you didn't hear from me all day, why would you ask me if I want to take you out to eat? Because she want to talk to you now over food. So when you offer to take me out to eat? It don't work like that. <laughs> I don't under—I don't see what you're not understanding about me. <laughs> Maybe I'm lost, man. I just, just don't make no Why sense. Why are you being so inflexible? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had girlfriends that did that before. That they, If they wanted to see me, they would offer to take me out to eat, and I would do the same thing for them. So I think it's just... I don't it's know. Just individual level, right? Like, I think, yes, society has made it to where, like, the this you know the general rule of thumb is man pays but i don't think i don't fucking know like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. like like i guess how i guess the better question is how often have women been asking motherfuckers to take them on dates no since yeah like women have become more assertive in general I totally get it. Yeah. That takes some like relearning and unlearning. I get it. I'm saying once you realize that, like once you sit and think about like how illogical that is, now what's stopping you from doing that? That's the conversation I've been having. Like I've had women admit that in all actuality, it's like a it's a counterproductive mindset to have, but like I'm still not gonna do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. <laughs> like I mean, I am the catch, so we can both be the catch. Mm-mm. we can both be the cat that's the number one argument i hate seeing on social media is who's the catch men or women like why we can't both be the catch Mm-mm. don't worry like that all right man somebody's got to be the predator somebody's got to be the prey oh god <laughs> that's it there and women play the prey rail very well when they want to when they want to even though they're actually the predator <laughs> That's the other shit. Yeah, that's the shit. That's the thing. <laughs> niggas would be like, niggas would make women to be this like these defenseless, um, weak creatures. Yeah. But then turn around and say like, women are the the most evil sh- creatures of all time, the most manipulative <laughs> people. A woman will break you down uh, without you even knowing it. Bitches, bitches. It's, it's it's so weird, man. Anyway, <laughs> that's a random rant. Y'all answer that for me, if y'all have answers. I don't think anybody does, but no, it's just how it's gonna be, man. I'm not with the shit. That's why I'm about to date Oprah and just be done with it because she can yeah, just okay. okay, my man. Step aside, Stedman. All right, man. Oh shoot, we gotta get the thirst of the week. My bad. Um, thirst of the week for let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Ooh, I can pull them up. This is a week for whatever day this is that you're watching this is Katera. I don't know if I did her before, but she's doing she's doing it here now. I don't think I did her before, right? Uh I believe we have done her before. Uh-oh. It's well, okay. It's okay. We'll do it again. She's that gorgeous and amazing. Uh Katera is an amazing singer, songwriter, based right here in South Carolina. Uh, she has been turning shows inside out here for years now. Um, very dope individual. Here's a, one of her music videos. I'm not gonna play the music because I don't want. I don't know if she has copyright or not. Maybe she, maybe she does. Maybe she does. You can tell she got money because she ordered off a of grubba, so she balling out here. <laughs> um, yeah, very beautiful person. Um, has several singles out. Um, I think her most known one is "Good Day." She, I've seen her play that at every show she's been in. Um, people always love it. Um, she just put out a song called "What Is It?" Is? I just put it on here. Song not too long ago called "No Phone Calls." 
Now, that was actually that song I just played just now. Um, she plays guitar, as you can see. And uh, yeah, man, she's just dope out here. Beautiful, beautiful hair. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, check her out. Her Instagram is Katera on the mic. And her website is Katera Music. That's where you can get merch. You can find her videos. Find out any music she's putting out. Subscribe to her email list. She's staying to know. All those good things, man. She's dope. She's super dope. And uh, yeah. That is it for me. Please. No more of that ever. Hey, man, make sure y'all tune in to uh, episode two of Insecure. Yeah. Because uh, we will be spoiling it very soon. So. Immediately. Y'all got a, y'all got a two episode jump stardoms, right? Yeah, yeah. So you actually did now. You actually been yeah. you actually be telling us the reviews of the show at this point. Well yeah, man. We'll be make back. Make sure you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's real white, but it's real funny. Uh, isn't this the last season or something like that? I don't know. I don't think they said last season. They just it's just a new season. This nigga's old as shit though. He's old like <laughs> Eric Larry David was one of the people that's always been old. I've never seen a young picture of Larry David. <laughs> Bro, okay, so last okay, so. Let me just give y'all a quick rundown. Oh, so, last episode of Curry <laughs> Enthusiasm. It's called The Five Foot Fence, okay? So, essentially, Larry David sees this dude that he hasn't seen in months, and he paid for this guy's trip to go to, like, some golf resort. Man owes him $6,000. Man gets upset when Larry brings it up six months later. And the dude is leaning on the fact that he has uh, early onset Alzheimer's or something like that. Like, he has memory problems. <laughs> and so, like, he's like, Larry, I paid you. Larry, I paid you. And that's the joke, right? So, like, how can you really? <laughs> you dispute it. <laughs> you bad to somebody about money that they think they paid you when uh... they have memory problems. And also. <laughs> this nigga's such a fanboy. <laughs> it's so funny. Also, Larry gets extorted by some guy. That's that's irrelevant. The best part is this nigga's friend has a funeral for himself while he's still alive. And he wants people to come say good things about him. Oh, that's like, oh, so he saw that shit from Futurama. Okay, man, sure. See, cartoon 15 years ago, sure. This nigga's a thief. I can't even fuck with it no more. And it's like people are saying good shit about him. And then, like, Larry opens one of his closets in his house. Mm-hmm. And, like, this dude's a COVID hoarder. Like, my man's got, like, all this sanitizer, all this paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, instantly, like, it goes from people saying great things about him to, like, people talking shit about him. <laughs> it's a great, great show. One of the greatest shows of the last 10 years. Your descriptions of this show are so much funnier than the actual show every time. <laughs> Now, granted, okay, you don't I mean, give it a chance. You're like, oh God, it's white people. Here I will say, no, 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 no. I've given it a chance. It didn't work for me. I didn't, I didn't check out the specific episodes you told me to check out. I will say that. But when I just randomly gave the giving the show a shot, when I just randomly watch the show, it's just not funny. And it's just the white person rambling around like they do. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but like I'll check out you put send me the list, send me the top five episodes of Kirby Enthusiasm. Like text them to me. I got you, my boy. I watch those. I need like 30 minutes each or something like that. Yeah, they're 30-minute episodes. All right. I can do the top five episodes. And if I don't like this shit after that, then I'm it's it's donezo for me. <laughs> no I don't more. know what episode you watch, but it's it's a few unfunny ones. It's I must have hit all them shits because I was just sitting there watching it like, what is the deal? So watch Insecure first, maybe watch Kirby Enthusiasm. And then yeah. I mean, they come on back to back, so you you got time. Yeah, and then come back and watch more Cultivate Ignorance. Right. Like Will's daughter and her friend were watching them when we had our get together. Oh, <laughs> Bro, I instantly was like, "What? Oh no, you can't see Daddy talking like this." <laughs> and it was the High Value Man episode, which is the worst. <laughs> oh. Yeah, man. Thank y'all for joining us. Hope you had a good Halloween. I had a lit Halloween. I was looking for Will to show up, but he didn't show up. Whatever, he was a loser. Scrubbing um, it at the house. It was me. I wasn't scrubbing it. It was me and McKinley hanging out. So 
Oh, okay. All right, at least the baby was an excuse. I party with the white folk. We had a good ass time. Um, I hope they had a good one. Halloween. Huh? You got bust up? Not really. No, nah, I was just chilling. No, I just had a couple beers and stuff. Some people in there, some people were like all the way fucked up. Me being 30 plus years old now, I'm not doing all that. Just trying to get a slight buzz, sir. That's exactly what I did. I, I caught it and I was like, all right, I'll just sit here for the rest of the night. Let's ride this way. I'm going to ride it and it was a beautiful time. Got home by like two o'clock. It was awesome. Uh-oh. Yeah, man. We'll catch y'all two weeks from now. Thank y'all for checking this out. We love y'all. Peace, peace, peace. Stay beautiful. Don't watch that anymore. Oh, shit. I'm going to press wrong button.